Serving as a U.S. Army recruiter was one of my most rewarding assignments. But I would tell you, one of the most rewarding things to happen is when you find out one of your former future soldiers had their own success story. That story is coming up next. Trust and believe. This episode of the Nomad Cast, again, just like yesterday, it's a little different. It's another interview. I caught up with one of my old future soldiers from my time as a U.S. Army recruiter in Detroit. And she's going to share her success story. That interview is coming up next. Trust and believe. Trust and believe you are tuned into episode one, two, three of the Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. And I have a special, special guest today, a fellow Detroiter. You know, Hi. so that's all love right there. <laughs> I will tell you just a little uh, snapshot about everything. This She was my former future soldier when I was a recruiter in the Army back in Detroit. And I will tell you, she was one of the few future soldiers who did everything they could to attend future soldier training. No matter what. I was a staff sergeant at the time. So Staff Sergeant Anderson, I'm going to be at, F- at future soldier training tomorrow. I'm like, well, training is canceled. Well, I'm going to be there anyway. And then she started working at the local McDonald's in Detroit. And uh, as soon as she got off work, she wanted to attend future soldier training. Days off, she wanted to attend future soldier training. So I would tell you, as a staff sergeant looking at her as a as a junior enlisted, I knew she was going to pay dividends in the Army and also her post-Army career. So with that being said, let me introduce former Army specialist, Ms. Jazz, to the Nomad cast. What's hey, up, Ms. Jazz? Hey, hey, it's <laughs> What's going on? So how's everything been going? It is going one day at a time. Mission first, as the army would say. Oh, Lord, I'm having <laughs> flashbacks hearing that. I was like, oh. <laughs> so how's the family? Um, Good. We are good working through. Um, You know, we just had a recent passing in the family, so we're working through that. But God is good. as well. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um. So we just working through one day at a time, uh, still trying to keep up in my my now civilian life. But um, right. God is good. God is good. We can't complain. <laughs> All the time. I always tell people, anytime you're north of the grass, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know Count I mean? your blessings and you small victories. <laughs> small victories, man. Small <laughs> victories. All right. So you ready to get started? I am. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So let's start from the beginning let's start from scratch as my grandmother used to stay used to say let's talk about your upbringing what was your upbringing like so <laughs> i had it uh where it's real seesaw effect right my parents right. were never together yeah um definitely had a, a friendship but that was it they mm-hmm. are like um night and day so <laughs> <laughs> my mom super lacked uh i used to i used to consider in my head every man for themselves with my mom you know yeah Yeah. so you you got dinner you wake yourself up you hear the alarm you know what you need to do Mm -hmm. i'm not following behind you so we had a lot of freedom with my mom um and that was back home in detroit so uh my dad on the other hand he ended up leaving michigan uh around the time i was in about middle school high school um i left to go to California to be with him. And he was, like I said, completely different than my mom. He was uh, he was a drill sergeant. So my yeah. daddy, he had put it, he didn't put it in me early, like we go into the military. He just let, let it be known that I would not have the support had I chose other options. Right. Um, my parents was not rich. I watched my mama work uh, from sunup to sundown. My dad was a truck driver, still a truck driver. Um, mm-hmm. so he sacrificed a lot of time away. Um, so I knew that I wouldn't have the opportunity to, uh, indulge on the college career. Right. Um, not if I wanted to stay broke. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm leaving. So, uh, early on, I think, I think about my 10th, 10th, yeah, about, about 10th grade. I was like, I'm going to the military. I got my first D and chemistry and was like, yeah, no, nah, I can't do this no more. So everything after 10th grade was just geared toward going to the army. My 17th birthday, I was like, they were like, what you want to do? I'm a twin for anybody who don't yep. know I'm a twin. And yep. um, they asked us both, like, you know, what you want to do, what y'all want for your birthday? And my twin had all these lavish 
uh, requests and gifts. And I was like, just take me to the recruiting office, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all I want to do. So I turned 17. They did. My parents uh, signed me up for the military. That was my birthday gift. And I was a happy camper until I graduated. Yeah. Um, I graduated. Uh, I ended up leaving California. At the time, I was doing some pageants my senior year. I, I ended that. up. Yep, I yeah, ended I up winning that. like a really big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was pissed off. Like, you ain't doing no pageant, you going to the army. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Daddy, I'm gonna go to the army. The army not going nowhere the year when I when I get done. Mm-hmm. And um this I felt like it was my chance to just indulge on college a little bit. They had right. gave me a scholarship. Um, it was about twenty thousand dollars, and I had a lot of sponsorship at the time, so all of this, you won't have the support thing that my parents were, you know, this whole facade that I didn't have to support. I was like, y'all lying. I got a whole city behind me. I can mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. And, um, you know, everything is just not what it seems. Uh, racism is still very real. I hate to say it, but it is. It um, is. And it, I, I won't even care to, to dig. I just had a good experience overall. It's just not nothing that I wanted to continue to do. Um, I didn't have the support to, to continue to do it. You know, so I ended up giving up the crown. I came back to Detroit when I was yeah. 17. And that's when you met my mom. Uh, yeah. We, we met you when <laughs> I came to that recruiting station. My dad was nothing like my mom. So my dad was all like he never was wrapped up in anything I had going on with the army. He just was like, you know, whatever you need to do, make sure you're doing yeah. it. If you need something, let me know. My mom. No. Yeah. She was riding shotgun. She needed answers. She might as well have been shipping out with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I, like, I remember that. <laughs> right. So like my first day, like I wasn't home two days and my mom was like, we going to the recruiting station. Make sure you leave it because you're not staying here. You got to get out. You got to get out. You know, you don't need to be here. Um, and uh, we we came to the recruiting station over there on 8 Mile and met you. And actually, yeah. you, were, you were a staff sergeant at the time, but you pinned your E7 like, Maybe 30 days after that. It wasn't long because yeah. I remember you had cards. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were passing out them cards. And you were like, <laughs> steps on it. Well, sorry, first class. Sorry, first class. <laughs> so I remember because, and then, like I said, being a future soldier, you know, we had to learn the ranks, learn, you know. So we was learning that. And I'm like, okay, so here, you seven now. Oh, well. This is a- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was... um because I, I made some first class, I think, March or April of 2011, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I had all them staff sergeant cards. I'm like, no, I'm not a freaking <laughs> staff sergeant. <laughs> and look, you was you was happy. You was real happy. My mom was doing all that yapping. I was like, man, this good man is going to cuss my mom out, tell her this is not how the army goes. And you didn't do none of that. You let her have it. You let her talk. You mm-hmm. stood there and you was so happy. This Here's my card. I got you. Yeah. You yeah. and your daughter. I'm not worried about nothing. <laughs> That's it. So um that that was comforting. Like I said, I know my mom is is much. Um I, I remember getting out of basic, like I remember being in the basic training um where they have the graduation and standing behind the curtains. I got promoted out of basic to, mm-hmm. to PFC. And I remember my uh, my mom having to pin me. And before you know, we just standing there at, at a I think we was at attention, and everybody like, hutch, hutch, your mama here. And I'm like, how y'all know that's my mom? I'm right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> all the people out here are like, how y'all know this mom? I'm like, nah, Hutch, this your mama. We know. So, yes, yes. So, thank you so much for just working with me and her because she is a handful. I, <laughs> yeah. I would have, I would have been overwhelmed dealing with her, but um, you worked it out, got me in. Uh, even after I didn't ship the first time, remember I stayed a little oh, bit. Oh yes. Because I, if I, I correct me if I'm wrong, we were still trying to get paperwork from Lancaster, California, correct? So, no, the hold of delay. Okay, so when I came, that was a delay. They took too long. But remember, I ended up, I was pregnant and I didn't know. That's right. That's yep, right. I didn't know. Right. And I ended up, I ended up terminating the pregnancy. I didn't go through because, of course, I was like wanting right. to do everything in Army. And so I had to wait. It was me. I remember me, and it was a uh, short, Sonya short. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, 
Yeah. It was both of us. And um she ended up she ended up not shipping that day either. Uh-huh. Um and she ended up getting a later date. I think we ended up shipping like not too far after it, each yeah, other. It, it wasn't that far out. Yeah, but we both we had this day now. I think I ended up having to wait. I think it was a good, if I'm not mistaken, like nine months before I could leave again. And that's when, like I said, we had the whole spill of future soldier training. I got I got promoted. I left Detroit to PV2 because of you. So Yeah, because yeah. we used to have to do the um what was it they used to have have the future soldier classes or something? Mm-hmm. We did yep. the classes, yep. and if you pass the PT test, you could do yep. like one or other, or you could do both or yep. something. Yeah. So I I would always mess my tape up. I would kill the tape like just by a little bit. So I never mm-hmm. even tried the PT test, but I know like you was on me about making sure I stayed on top of, yeah. um, you know the books and everything. So. Yep. It was a, it was an easy transition. It was yeah. worth the wait too. It was definitely worth the wait. <laughs> it's, it was all God's timing. You know what I mean? It was all I God's timing. I seen a timing. lot in them nine months. I seen a lot, and I um I still have a lot of friends, of course, battles that you know yeah. we train with. Uh, Chris Anderson. I know you remember him. Um, my mama still love him. Lord, Wh- where Jesus. is he at right now? He's in California. He's still in. He, no, he got out. He got mm-hmm. out. Um, he got out a little before me, actually. Um, he got out a little mm-hmm. before me. Uh, but he he's in California. He is really close to my brother, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. I remember yep. his sister. I think you had already shipped, but his uh-huh. sister was in the uh, program as well. She came after. I think he was telling me that she was interested or something yep, like she, that. She ended up joining. She sure did. I Christopher Anderson. Oh, him. Um, who else? I cannot remember his name, and I know you remember. Um, but re- we used to train with him. He was a future soldier. Uh, he had hair at the time, but I know he was going to have to cut it. And remember, he had a baby. He had a baby, and his um, his child's mother passed, like, right when he left. Like, he shipped. I could see the face. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name, but I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm still about. mutual friends name. with him. And uh, you know I still talk to my girl, uh, Cotton. Oh, for real? <laughs> wow. Yep, yep. No, I still talk to Cotton. So she ain't Cotton no more, but I talk to Cotton. Because I remember her brother joined, too. Mm-hmm. Her brother yep. joined. He, he joined the reserves, if I remember right. Yep. That's she got the beauty. Little, she got kids now? Beauty. Yep, two little girls, and she's still married. But yeah, the beauty and just enlisting and, and training and joining together. I call it the battle buddy system, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it was. And I think the Army is the only profession, probably other professions are like that, but I think it's the only profession where if I don't see you for 15 years and I it's just okay. happen to pass you in the mall, <laughs> all it takes is it's like when we got on, it was like, yo! And so everything yeah. you talking about, we hadn't seen each other outside of Facebook. What ten years, maybe? Yeah, it's been because you I, left. You shipped in two thousand twelve. I was right? eighteen years old. Yeah. Yep. So I that, that's, actually, no, I was eighteen because I turned I turned nineteen in basic. I left yep. in October, so yep, so yep. I was eighteen. I remember because when I met you, I was seventeen. That's right. Yeah, right. I remember, and we and you. I remember when I did. Now, just let me time. just before the folks is listening. She met me when she was seventeen. We're talking about U.S. Army enlisting, parental yep. consent, signed the form. <laughs> yeah. Just want to make sure. My okay. my parent, my mama brought me to the man. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to make sure you know because I know it's a dude and I know it's a, a, a R and B guy that's in jail because of certain oh, things. Oh my just, lord! Just want to no, be clear. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, definitely got the young soldiers, man. We needed it. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, it was, you know, we talked about it before we got on, but like your mom, out of all the future soldier moms, she was the one that I always remember. Because I remember <laughs> coming to the house and you was like, she going to grill you. She going to interrogate you. Why Why was my daughter joining? What is the intention of the army? Where's the army going? This and that. And I'm like you said earlier, I just sat in the chair, just let her talk, let her talk. But, you know, I, I always told people I had a special thing for the folks that was, you know, from Detroit because I was from Detroit. 
So you guys walked the same streets I walked on, even though you was an east side, I was a west side. Yeah, you know what I'm okay. saying? But you know, we still walked the same streets. We knew the same language. So it was it was imperative to me to make sure you guys were good. It was almost like the the extended children, if that makes sense. You know what we, I mean? We needed it. We needed it. I, I could tell the difference in leadership being at a recruiting station in Lancaster, California, where I was, versus yeah. coming to Detroit. And I could hear my dad in my ear on one shoulder, like, you know, I don't know why you leaving. And, you know, you going back over there. and You know, ain't no help. Ain't no this. And I'm just like, I can't deal with, you know, what I was dealing with there going through the pageant where I, I might as well go back home. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I can face I can face the music there. Yeah. So, you know, coming to 8 Mile and, you know, walking into recruiting station and, and getting help and good help. Like I said, beyond help. More than more than what I bargained for is, like I said, we beyond grateful and blessed because <clears throat> getting in was one transition and then getting out was another. And so I always tell people my transition into the into the military was beautiful. I don't regret nothing. I felt like God took me on a journey those nine months that I had to stay yep. back home. Yep. Um, and I don't even know if you remember, but I lost, I had to bury so many of my friends yeah. in those nine months. Yeah. And the, that was the only time that I would not come to future soldier training yep. is if I had to go to a funeral. Yeah. And I, I, I had a few that summer. It, it got to a point where I just kept wearing the same outfit. Like, uh, yeah. you know, and, and you know, and you, 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 you were super close to me along up until you know my my shipping, and you knew my schedule. You knew if I wasn't at work, I was I was at future soldier training or I was at home. But if I rarely ever spent any time at home, I was making seven dollars and twenty five cent at that McDonald's, and I spent all my time up there. Yeah, <laughs> yep. all my time up there. Yeah, just just to get past the calendar, like I just got to yeah. ship. That's all I want to do is just get out of Detroit and just see something else. And that was my point of joining because I had been to, I had been to Detroit all my life and going, even leaving and going to California was beautiful, but it wasn't for me. I knew right. I wasn't going to live the life I wanted to live wasn't in your California. Path. Couldn't do it. Yeah. And so the military was truly my way out. And then, like I said, having to sit there for the nine months, burying my friends, I just was wanting a chance to see something else. And so when I, enlisted i think when i initially enlisted they had me down for like the 89 i think it was 89 but i'm like ammunition specialist yeah. or something and i remember you telling me like you know it's a good job or whatever but you're not gonna like that you know you might want to just since you have to wait just to set your options you know yeah. and i was like you're right and i did i changed i changed fields i went in i was a uh, signal so i was 25 uniform mm -hmm. um and i got all my certs while i was in super good job super super good job um, and I, and I just wanted to leave. I got to come to Georgia, the place I always wanted to be, yep. um, went a couple other places that I didn't think I would go, but, yeah. um, the military was a chance for me. I felt like to, to leave. I wanted to leave Detroit and I wanted to, um, just have a chance. You know, I'm actually in the, I'm actually in the process in the next couple of months of moving back home to Michigan. Okay. I am. So, um, I'm nervous. So pray for me. But, um, yeah, I will. <laughs> Lord I'm knows I will. Be, I'm not going to be in Detroit, but, you know, just being close enough is just a little yeah. mind-boggling for me. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you know me on and offline. I, I love home. But I don't care to live there. Um, but I'm going back on a purpose. So Understood. I'm going to do what I need to do. I give myself four years, and then I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I would just wanted to make it out. Like, I really did. And I just wanted to see something else. Every time I come back home, my friends tell me the same thing, like, dang, you really left. And, yeah. and they still in the same houses that we was playing in and stuff. They mama didn't gave them the house. So now they in it with they kids. And exactly. And those are some of the things I used to talk about, even for <laughs> me during the time I grew up. You know, <laughs> oh man, you leaving, man. You know, you going this, that, and the third. But I still go visit. I don't go home as much, you know. Um, cause I have you know, a little Detroit itis sometimes and you know, that's okay. <laughs> but when I go home, these cats are still doing the same stuff. Same it's like, thing. man, it's like wash, rinse and repeat. It's like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you can't continue to do this. We was doing this in 89 and 90. I know I'm telling my age here, 
but so, <laughs> i'm like come on man and, oh man you left man you know what i'm saying things ain't been the same since you left i'm like dude you gotta at some point you have to worry about you you know what i mean you have to be selfish you know to ensure that you have that quality of life you want exactly and and i think one thing the military definitely taught me was uh it i feel like i already possessed this skill but i definitely feel like the military enhanced it yeah <laughs> um yeah. but i i definitely feel like my my um my ability to adapt, you know, not just survive, because, you know, people can survive under whatever condition. Survival is one thing, but my ability to adapt, to excel and do well in a place, a new place, because people can't take change. And we know military, yeah, you can, you got about two, three years of this, and we on to the next, if oh, that. You know? On to the next one. So yep. let's just backtrack a little bit. You talk about experiences. Now I remember you did a rotation in Germany. Mm. Let's talk. Let's talk about that because that was that one of those eight month. It was. Month? I was. Um. I was going nine. I nine, went nine, nine months. Month. Okay. Yep. I went nine months with them. Um. That was my first uh, real travel with the military. Mm. Um. My first assignment. I never deployed while I was in. But right. I did go on the rotations. I went on two, and that first one was the nine month one. Um, we were in Germany. We went to Latvia. Um, it was Germany, Latvia, uh, Bulgaria. We went to a few different places. Um, but but most of my time was spent in Germany. That time for me uh, was an emotional one because I um, I had just came off of first part of so the my rotation is is honestly what made me. And the and the presidential campaign at the time, but mm -hmm. mainly my the timing of my rotation really put a bad taste in my mouth with right. the military, right. and it was really was one of the main reasons why I didn't renew my contract um, with the military. I the of course at the time regulations changed, but at the time the regulation was that they give the female soldiers <clears throat> you get um. I think it was three to six months mm -hmm. somewhere in there before, um, you know, you, you could be war ready, you know, yep. they'll do your yep. postpartum, put you back yep. on the field. So, um, but I did not know, and this is why reading is very fundamental. You can still technically, um, I don't want to call it deploy because it wasn't a deployment, but again, you can still, um, <clears throat> details, they can send you out or whatever. They can still do all that with you on Amber. I was on yellow. Cause you know, you have a different yep. status. Yep. So cycles, I was on yep. yellow. Yep. So, um, they, I still got to go just based on the demand of the need of my job. Mm -hmm. Um, they sent me Avon. So my son, uh, I had my son in August. I left in March, um, yep. soon. And I was breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like literally like right after he turned six months, they was like, bye. So yeah. I was, super upset um and and you know you know being in the military especially all the time you had in like i said i, I served my turn but you serve multiple so i know you know what i mean and i hate yeah. to say this like this but uh, some you meet soldiers specifically the, the female ones but you'll meet some male soldiers too <laughs> will try anything to get out of a deployment yeah. a detail yes uh, yes and yes and i knew right then and there when I got my orders to leave, I knew that I wasn't going to reenlist because I, I couldn't be a half-assed soldier. I knew that while I was serving, I was going to serve 110%, right yep. right hand to the sky. It is what it is. is what I need to do. It's what I signed up for because yep. it is, mm -hmm. you know. So I went. I, I was not happy. I was. I did not like bubbles in my water. Everything was acidic. <laughs> um, everything is, like, shut down. Like, on Monday and Sunday, I... I personally, I could not enjoy Germany the way I would have liked to. Yeah. Uh, just because of circumstances. Now, Germany was beautiful. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, it was a good experience. It was. But I don't think people take into consideration the mindset of soldiers when they go on over there, what they are sacrificing and giving up. It was times that I was out there and we didn't do nothing but go out there and train gunnery. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It wasn't anything mandatory. Uh, I felt like that we couldn't do stateside, but again, right. obviously it was, you know, needs of the army. Yeah. And I remember training, um, we were in, uh, Poland mm -hmm. and, 
it was cold. It was like April. It was cold as mm-hmm. hell. And I remember just laying in there. We were uh, doing gunnery or something like that, whatever. And I'm just laying there with my weapon or whatever. And all I'm thinking is, wow, I am missing out on so much right now. Like, yeah. my baby could be teething. Exactly. He be trying to hold his neck up. Exactly. Like, you know, and it's somebody right now just laying in a bed, watching cartoons, flicking through channels. Don't know. I got to walk two, two miles in all this gear with two guns if I need to go pee. Like, yeah. and, and as a female, I my first unit, I was in a support unit, but the, the unit that I um, went overseas with, I was with combat engineers. So, yeah. of course, that's I'm, a whole different, that's a whole different I'm the beast. only female. Yeah, yep. so, man, listen, <laughs> the military taught me a lot, but the ability to adapt is my favorite one because no matter what circumstance, Yep. condition or atmosphere i know that i could adhere and that's it and like i said excel is is yep. the beauty in it because people anybody an animal can survive you know? exactly but exactly to be able to excel is the blessing so i'm happy about and then that. and then you learn and grow with the whole germany thing i would tell you i did three three years in germany me and my i had my wife and my daughter was station on station Oh, it, 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 it is so it is happy. different it, i'm telling you it is different versus going on a rotation three years in germany i mean it was austria all these different places it's even like in korea you do your tour in korea you still got privilege pr- some privileges to do things but if you go to korea on a rotation it's limited so that's what you experienced in germany you you experienced the limitations the, I can't go here. I can't go there. I'm in uniform probably 700% out of, out of the time. But if, but if, you're, if you're stationed there, it's, you're able to, you're free in a sense. Mm-hmm. If that makes you sense. can sightsee and you, you can, can, you can do, do things. Yep. They, they try to give us some passes and stuff like that. Um, they did a few times in the first couple of months. I'm not going to lie. I didn't take advantage of it. I was cooped up. Like, no, I will sit down. Right. I don't care. Right. Um, but eventually I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here. So might yep. as well take a look. Yeah. See. yeah. So um, where did we go? Uh, we went to Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden was cute. Mm-hmm. It was nice out there. Yeah. Um, and then we went to another place. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It was like Ramstein, K-Town. Yes, there it is. Ramstein. Everybody like, loves Ramstein had that huge PX. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yep. Ramstein so, was spending a lot of money in Ramstein. And Cape Town, Kaiser Slaughter, and that's like Little America. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a beautiful so, country. It is, and I, I wish I had been in a better mindset to yeah. take advantage. Um, yeah. But again, like I said, I don't think people think about that. People just like, yeah. you know, so had I had I had I not just had a baby, I probably would have been like excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, though that's that's your priority. I mean, your mother, you know. Yeah. That's that's the thing about the, the military. You know, they some units kind of, you know, massage some of those things, but it's it's difficult, man. When that balloon goes up when it's time to go, it's hard to well, you know, I still gotta drop my kid off. And it's like, okay, you still need to be here. Figure it out. Family care yep. plan. You yep. know what I mean? So it's that's why I applaud, you know, the single mothers and the single fathers that's out there that had to do that because it could be very stressful. Oh, by the way, you still got 10 Joes that you're trying to take care of. It's like, you want me to take care of these guys, but I can't take care of my own flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. So it's, it could be very difficult. Very difficult. Let's yeah. talk about uh, you got something to say? I say, yeah, definitely okay. difficult. Yep. Let, let's talk about you already you enlisted. Yep. You're in the army. You served. Now you're out of the army. What has life been like for you once you got that DD two fourteen in your hand? <laughs> so, like I told you, you transitioned me into the military was super smooth, and that's Thank why you. I feel like um, leadership is so important. Guidance is important. Mentorship is important. Um, health is wealth. Wealth is health. All of that. Yeah. Right? Knowledge, is, <laughs> knowledge is power for real. Yep. And um, I really made a good transition into the military, eager and all that good stuff on my way out. Um, I don't want to say complete inverse 
my personal characteristics still very eager, you know, still right. wanting to, you know, get out there. I'm feeling like I'm closing this chapter. How do I take uh, these resources and apply them into my civilian life? That's it. So That's I'm it. personally feeling ready to do so. Um, but I did not have any real guidance getting out the military at all. I struggled so hard getting out right. the military. My transition was terrible terrible um just not knowing what was entitled to me um i was literally rushed through the acap process by the time i got back from my rotation mm -hmm. um i was already 90 days less than 90 days out of my contract so uh, that's too late right there already like if you if you know you're not staying in the military you need to be thinking a year at least in advance yep. on what you can do with a plan and at the time when I came back from my rotation, I knew that I wanted to get out in a sense. Mm -hmm. I was really on the, honestly, I was really on the fence. And had I been right, had I been under the right leadership, I probably, I probably would have, I probably would have re-enlisted. Seriously, right. I, I probably would have. Um, but I didn't have anybody there saying, hey, specialist, you know, this is what you need to do in this window. Have you took a look at that? Like, it was none of that. It was none of that. Um, I was an acting sergeant for my company. Um, mm -hmm. I was an acting combo sergeant. So mm -hmm. they already looking at me like, oh, you, you technically almost an NCO, so you should know. And I'm just like, no, I'm still, <laughs> this rank not lying to y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't, I'm not putting on here, y'all. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not a corporal. I'm not none of that. Mm -hmm. I am especially, I'm not even promotable. I'm right. just a specialist. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's how untouched I was. And I felt like a, a diamond in a rough almost. You know what I'm saying? I could have used definitely some grooming and just guidance. Any, You know me. All yeah. you had to do was tell me. And I, I would yeah. for sure, you know, adhere. So I didn't have any guidance. I, like I said, I got out not knowing what was entitled to me as far as claims go and, you know, making sure you got your paperwork. And, you yep. know, they got seminars now to where you can sign up for different seminars and, um, work for the VA, you know. What sure I'm can. Hey, you, yep. They have can, all these work. They have all the. I mean to cut you off. They have all yeah. these work programs. We could do like six month internships, if you will, apprenticeships, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And, and I knew nothing. I knew nothing. And so when I got out, I literally got my little unemployment, and I knew my own self, and just based off the, the little reading and everything that I did know, um, go to school. You know, so I did that. You know, they don't yeah. tell you, oh, when you go to school, it's it's paid in the rear. So mm. you're gonna go my yep. maybe too if you yeah. yeah, and then you're gonna get paid and it'll pick up and you know, so I was super behind it. Um at the time of my transition, I uh I was trying to go in and see about my health and stuff, mm -hmm. and I had got finally had got approved for a breast reduction. I really wanted to get a mm -hmm. breast reduction at the time. I had had my son um, not too long prior and I just was, my back was just, right. it was just done. I was right. done. And I went in, uh, come like the end of my contract at this, at this point in time, uh, I'm still technically on, um, on leave, but I still mm -hmm. technically belong to the military at this time. Yeah. Yep. I go to Augusta for my consultation and these people tell me they found a lump. Oh. And they started treating me immediately for stage four breast cancer, but they never diagnosed me. They never diagnosed me. They just started treatment and treatment went on for about 60, 60 to 90 days till I oh. finally was like, y'all need to tell me what's wrong. Like, exactly. I'm not. You can't keep, you know, yeah, at some point so, you can't keep cooking, cutting up the food. You got to cook it at some point. What's happening? Man. So all this is going on in my window of transition. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so um i ended up like i said doing treatment and all that stuff but it ended up taking me away from school because i mm -hmm. i feel like 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 most people say i don't i didn't feel sick until they told me i was sick so right. um you know i ended up having to leave school my attendance was just so bad from just yeah. you know you everything i ended up getting out of school and you know there was the my little bit of money that I was getting and, and you know what i'm saying so it had a tranquil effect i ended up having to sell my house um, just out of fear of losing it. Like, you know, I, I can't afford to stay on top of it. And I don't know when I'll yeah. be able to. So 
um, it was a blessing even in the disguise then because I, I bought my house for one set amount and I ended up selling for almost double. So that ended up working out, um, ended up not having cancer. It's yep. not, it wasn't cancer at all. It was a uh, very common. Yeah, that's what I said. God be working. So it's a common, uh, apparently a common disease in black young black women. It's called fibroadenoma. I've heard of. So yeah, so if, if young ladies, black women specifically, if you don't know about it, read up on it. Get checked. If they tell you too young to get a mammogram, tell them I don't care. It runs in my family. Even yeah. if you're lying, tell them it runs in your family because they won't check you, um, and they don't feel like you're a target, but we are. Yeah. So um, I did get it removed uh, some time later and stuff like that, but all of that happened at this transitional time. You know, um, I eventually ended up getting around some old battle buddies from prior to that ended up getting out sometime either right after or, or soon after me mm-hmm. um that was able to kind of aid and guide me with just some stuff That's i good. needed to do and stuff and got got me on the right track um me myself i'm a very marketable person i i was building my resume while i was in the military i had got my realtor's license i got my freight broker's license while i was in um, I got my associates while I was in all of mm-hmm. it. So I got a lot of my certifications. Like I said, I could work on a computer. So all my um, A plus certs, I was IT certified yep. to do whatever I need to do. So getting out, getting out the military, I just didn't know how. <laughs> I didn't know how. And so when I when I finally just, you know, I guess, like I said, surrounding myself with people who knew and then really just mustered up the courage of myself. Like, you know what? Listen, it's not the military no more. This is literally limitless civilian life. Yeah. So take what you know, apply it and and just go from there. <laughs> That's it. And then also you had you had to think about your mother as well. You know what I mean? So that's a that was a lot. So I'm just what I'm saying is. It was so much stress on your plate, leaving the army, that transition, you know, uh, your son ensuring that his quality of life is good to go. How do you make you guys quality of life even better than it was? I mean, so I applaud you on that because a lot of people, they buckle under pressure. You know, people, no. just, a lot of people buckle. Well, you know, I always tell people, if you can make it out of Detroit, you, yeah. you got it, you know? <laughs> You That's true, because Detroit uh, I, eats its own sometimes. It's it's terrible. It is terrible, and I feel like only we know. You know, yeah. a, a lot of people talk about crime and just um, you know that what they expose to in a different exposure and just all this, all the, <laughs> all the shenanigans. I feel like you'll never find a kind like where we come from. Yeah, and if if you can make it out of there, you you really truly can make it anywhere so no matter what is presented to me here even just getting out the military knowing nobody like i said i'm i'm here in georgia and like we talked about i'm from detroit but i don't have a piece of family still don't have a piece of family in in georgia um so a lot of it was figuring it out myself um i i was dual military for a a little Mm -hmm. while while i was in but at the time of um my separation from the army, I was already pending a divorce. Right. Um, yeah. So I, he was already out the picture. I was already doing my single mommy thing yeah. prior to me even leaving um, for the rotation. I asked my husband at the time for a divorce um, right before I left. When I knew that I was leaving, I mm-hmm. asked my husband for a divorce. So we had been separated then. We had unenrolled in MACP. So. Yeah. He had came down on orders to go somewhere else. So we were already, you know, separated. So I really truly was on my own. Um, but it's it's strengthened that, you know what I'm saying? And it's definitely a, a mental thing. And I I just thought about my friends. I really did. I thought about my friends who couldn't be here or who would want to be here in my shoes. And yeah. they wouldn't vote. You know, they would yeah. want to be here, you know. So uh problem solving is the first thing. Just the, the most important person besides yourself that witnessed all this was your son. Oh, yeah. He saw that. Mom has the strength, the intestinal fortitude, all the attributes that make people successful. He sees that. So when he turns 15, 20, 30, they think about those things. And if mom can get through this, I know she went through everything. I can get through it, too. And if he's if he feels like he's struggling, 
he got a trusted confidant in you to say, hey, how did you attack this situation? You know what I mean? So kudos to you, man. That is strength. <laughs> strength. As it we used to say, strength and honor. Strength it is. Honor. It is. So let's talk about, I'm going to hit you. You know, people always had like these rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite thing about the army? What put a smile on your face? What woke you up in the morning in a good mood? What was that about the army? About the military? Uh, I want to say to people out there, I want to say a bunch of things, honestly. It was a lot of pros for me personally, you know, um, feeling, waking up, knowing I'm, I'm helping. I'm a part of a team. You know, I'm a strong individual myself. Right. I'm a force. Um, but I feel like you have to be, to me, in my eyes, you have to be a little stronger, even more, a little more complex and dimensional to be a part of a team. And the army is, you know, and they feel good to be a part of that mess, you know, to yeah. wake up knowing that it ain't a lot of us getting up right now. We're getting <laughs> up. We about to go run. Yeah. <laughs> we about to go do this. Um, I Rain love sweet of snow. Singing Cadence was my favorite. Um, mm -hmm. Singing Cadence got me promoted out of basic, just for the record. Um, yeah. Because I went, and basic, I went through a lot at the time back home. I was still writing my mom back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was still a lot going on back home in Detroit. I was still losing friends. Mm -hmm. um, and they ended up breaking into our house. Uh, oh, so wow. my mom, they broke it, believe it or not, they broke into the house right before I left. And I was in it. I don't know if I told you that story, but. You know what? I think I do. I think I remember that. I think it I do. Was, it was right before I shipped. They broke into the house and I was in it. And my mom, that was the first time I had ever seen my mama cry. That was the first yeah. time I never seen my mama cry. She was in pieces when she came home and, and I was there and she just, yeah, it was a mess. But um it felt good, but to stick to the question, though, but no, it felt good to be a part of the team, though. And i that's what I felt like being in the Army. You know what I'm saying? Um, waking up knowing that I had a job to do, that this sole thing was just my mission, my purpose, and yep. I just needed to excel in it. And, and that was it, you know? So mm -hmm. coming from where I come from, it just, it felt good to be a part of that. What they said, the 1%, the 10%. The 1%. That's <laughs> yeah, it, the 1%. 1%. Uh, and knowing I'm doing the right thing, it's, it's easy to do the wrong thing. It's easy to do, you know what I'm saying, the, the bad stuff. You know, I wanted to have a chance to do something right. So knowing that I was doing something that was benefiting me and other people is what kept me going. Like, you know, um, it was a lot. You know, I, I couldn't wait to get the uniform. I remember being uh, <laughs> in the future soldier training, like, I can always get the boots. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people tell you, like, when people be in for so long, they go, oh, I hate the uniform. I hate this. And not me. Every day I got up. I was cute. You know, and <laughs> we couldn't even we couldn't even do the things that they let them do. Now the regulation, you could wear earrings and your ponytail. Oh, yeah. They they relaxed a lot of things. Yeah, now. they couldn't even. But I felt. I felt good knowing, you know, even with all regulation going on, I just felt like, you know, this is standard. I am the standard. I look good. You can't say nothing to me. Yeah. Um, my boots is good. My uniform yeah. is fine. So that it, it's a lot that, that poured into, you know, what got me up out the bed. But it, it, for sure, in the morning, I hated PT, but I love Cadence. I Cadence, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even if I false motivation is better than none. So that's even it. if I just come out there and stretch, okay? So that's I, it. You uh, you said something. You talking about how everything was in the army. You took the hard right over the easy left. Mm. You know what I mean? You, that, that's what that's what you did. Because it's so easy to to like you were talking about getting out of situations. Oh, I can't go on this detail because I got to go to sick call. He was like, "Hey, let me push through." So let's some, since we talked about your favorite thing. What surprised you about the Army? What was it like when you first got to your duty station? You was like, WTF. Staff Anderson didn't say this. So, believe it or not, it took me a while before I had my first WTF in the military. Because mm -hmm. coming from where I was coming from, I was just in awe. I was just like, still mm -hmm. so happy to be a part. 
Um, you know me, like I said, on and offline, I'm super mm-hmm. positive. Mm-hmm. So I don't harp and I'm not a complainer by far. So right. I, I will not complain, none of that. So it took me a while to get to my WTF moment. But my <laughs> WTF moment in the military came when I just had finally, I'm going to say had it, but then at the same time realized and accepted. Uh, you are bringing it out because I don't like saying bad stuff about the army, but right. I really was like, what the? This is really real. <laughs> I could not believe how sexist some of the people were. At first, we joke about it. It's funny. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But then it comes to a point where you are really like, okay, you, this is, it's almost like a state of mind for some sort It is. <laughs> like, and it's for so, some people, it's a rite of passage. You know what I mean? I so, have yeah. no idea. And and like I said, if you know me, then you know I'm super mission first. That's before the military. I'm yep. super, what do we need to do? Let's get it done. Let's do it right so we ain't got to come back. Cool. Yep. And <laughs> no, like even with that attitude, me, like, you know, and like I said, you run across people in the military, female soldiers especially, who find any reason to detour or around or just anything, right. you know? Sometimes I found myself saying, you know, the army is like high school all over again. It is. Um, but I just could not believe how sexist, um, you know, the, the men were sometimes. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. Um, I, I had only my little time in. I had only filed one complaint the whole time. And that's literally when I just had 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 it. I was at my yeah. wits end. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to file a complaint on my whole shop. Because I had a, a E7 ahead. Long story short, I'm not I'm not going to make it long. I had an E7. Mm-hmm. He had been in 21 years and never had a female soldier. Mm-hmm. I had just came off of my postpartum and my mm-hmm. brigade had shut down. So, of course, they moved all the soldiers. Yep. So, my first move before I got to my, com- my combat engineer unit, they put me in an infantry unit. Mm-hmm. And uh, only female in the battalion right um i was i was the aunt in the milk as well mm-hmm. uh and then they did not know like i said how to how to really lead me yeah. um he i'm going to postpartum pt he telling me he don't know what that is he trying to write me up I'm yeah like, darn like they what don't... are you talking about i'm <laughs> i'm on the phone with with my po- with my postpartum mm-hmm. NCO, like I'm yeah, what do you mean? Like, so yep. um it it wasn't that that I filed a complaint on. It was like I said, the more sexist thing. I, that was just example on, and I, I don't want to use this word, but just how ignorant they were. Um with just diversity, you know what I'm saying? With just diversity, but it just had came a point where I I had to I was a part of the team and we had a, a gas mask detail. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I just came off from postpartum and they um we're cleaning the gas mask. They had them like in a two big old yep. trash can. But, yep. And uh, of course they had their tops off. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they dropped me off. Hey, Craig, you, Hey, Craig, you can go over here, clean these glass masks with the crew. Blah, blah, not a problem. Sorry. Wherever you right. need. So I get over there. I'm cleaning the gas mask. He said, Hey soldier, you need to take your fucking top off. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, with all due respect, son, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with doing what you need me to do with my exactly. top on. I have I to do, do this. everything. You know, I can do everything you need me to do with my shirt. Yep. On. It's not a problem. No, I said you're gonna take your fucking top off. Mm-hmm. That was the mentality. <laughs> I have to say, I'm not gonna take my top off, Sergeant. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. if right. you don't understand that, I want to go ahead and use the open door policy and talk the first time. And let's just use a disclaimer for <laughs> the non-military when you when someone says take your top off, they're talking about the blouse or the jacket. If you yes. will, I know in, the Mar- <laughs> in the Marines, we call them blouses, but it's your jacket and you have your brown shirt up under again, mm-hmm. just for the non-military <laughs> folks. Want to right. make sure. so we, we weren't topless cleaning the mask, y'all. But um, yeah, like he said, he would ask me to take my 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 jacket off. Mm-hmm. And I it's not that I felt uncomfortable. I just I just didn't want to. I just yeah. didn't feel the need to. That wasn't necessary. I felt yep. like it wasn't necessary. Whether I felt comfortable or not, it wasn't necessary. Exactly. And um, I ended up having to go talk to the first sergeant. And the first sergeant pretty much told me, like, take your fucking top off. And I was like, 
okay, so I want to talk to the Sergeant Major. You know, it, it just went up. And so I yep. finally, I, they finally let me talk to the Sergeant Major. He was the black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was the black guy of the whole brigade. And he was the only other aunt in the brigade. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a one-on-one. It was me, him, and it was another uh, lieutenant, female lieutenant, just, you know, for visual purposes yeah and we talked and he told me he was like i can move you specialist it's not a problem i'll put you in the support uh you know the support company mm-hmm. cool it'll start effective tomorrow i said with all due respect sergeant major i don't want to be a part of your brigade at all your whole battalion yeah. you, you need to move me all the way or i'm gonna go to ig yeah uh, this this mm-hmm. is not this this problem is not just here this yeah. this is this is spread upon. Yep. I don't want to have anything to do with your brigade, sir. So please yep. move me. Yep. And he did. The next day, I was in a whole nother place with the combat engineers. And so. The problem with, with that type of mindset, it pollinates, like you said, just because if I'm part of one, two, three brigade and I move to a battalion within that brigade, it's still under that brigade. It's the same freaking problems. And a lot of times with these, in some places, these combat jobs, these combat engineers or whatever combat related MOSs, it's male dominated. And, you know, they try to go through the diversity training, men, women, black, white, whatever. But as a leader, you still should be able to read the room. Okay, I'm a staff sergeant and I got 15 Joes. One Joe is a female. Hmm. If I'm telling all the Joes to take their top off, you can make it optional what you got to use the language It's certain things you have to watch as a leader not giving these guys are out but you go so many years was just dudes 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 and all of a sudden the army says hey here's three females figure it out and a lot of these guys they just don't figure out but that's due to lack of ig- that's ignorance you know so i've seen that you know witnessed that corrected that on many levels but it's one of those things it's a it's a systemic problem that goes on, not just the army, it's society as a whole. It you know, is. It is. To, we just have to continue to get educated. We have to continue to talk. People have to be held accountable for those type of actions. And that's the problem. No one's getting fired. No one's not getting held accountable. And that that's what makes people think that it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. So let's move on from that one. I feel I, I want to put my master sergeant back and start correcting folks again. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about lessons. We'll wrap it up here. Let's talk about lessons from the army that you apply in your daily life, whether it's motherhood, whether it's working, what lessons from the army that you apply on a daily basis? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. Today, yeah. I was just sitting at my desk today. Um, I'm a property manager now. Uh, I just got promoted. And so congratulations. Um, thank you. Congratulations. So I've working, congratulations. I've been working in the housing field since I was in the military. I was doing mm-hmm. some stuff alongside Keller Williams, Kyle yeah. Banker while I was yeah. in. And so when I got out, um, I had a few offers from them and it ended up working yep. out. And so I've been yep. in property management and, and real estate since. And, mm-hmm. um, I deal with residents all the time, uh, completely civilians. Most of them do not have any military background or bearing or anything. And so um, I always pride myself on how well I speak to people and just just handling people, period. I feel like my choice of diction is always on point. My professionalism is on point. My body language. I'm very, I'm very proud of myself. I I really pride myself on that. And so I was just literally sitting in my office today and was, uh, this lady was going off and all in my ears, blah, blah, blah. And I said what I said. We had a little, you know, back and forth and I yeah. ended up hanging up the phone. And uh, I just remember getting off the phone and just, you know, smiling to myself like, huh, no one is more professional than I. <laughs> Come on now, NCO Creed. <laughs> like, I swear, I just was like, oh man, like, and I, in that moment, I always tell myself, like, man, and I sometimes wish I could have stayed in just so yeah. I can lead, just so I can lead and be that guidance I wanted as a young female soldier, as a young yeah. single mom, a young black girl in the military. Yeah. And I, I really wanted to stay in. I really did. I really did. I didn't get out with a smile on my face like people do. Like, I can't yeah. do this. 
you know, yeah. I was I was really kind of sad for real because I I didn't know how to maintain and stay in the military with everything I had going on. I didn't know how, you know, to adapt if I if I wanted to get out, you know, mm -hmm. but eventually it came a point where I didn't have a choice. So, you know, I always tell myself, you know, thank God for professionalism. You know, if they would have gave me them stripes, they sure wouldn't have regretted it. Because listen here, I, I'm the one. Yeah, yeah. Being, being early is on time. Hurry being up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> being early is on time. Being on time is late. Telling there you. There you go. That Telling one. You. But my, my favorite one that I always, um, every day, I apply myself from the time I wake up to just yeah. everything. It's, it's truly mission first. Truly. Yeah. You know you what I'm saying? You already have an embedded battle rhythm that you follow. Yep, it truly mission first. So I'm really big on making myself like to-do list and yeah. goals and stuff like that. And it may be, I do weekly ones, right? Yeah. But every, I have a daily thing where I have like my three little goals, you know, my baby step goals or whatever, just to-do list. Yeah. And um, it's always mission first for me. So by the time I wake up, I already know what I need. Oh, today, Thursday, okay, I need to make sure I lie. So I'm super, uh, you know, mission oriented. I yes. want to make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do. Yeah. So it could be something small, like make sure you call the VA back. Make sure yeah. you go, you know, run by the bank. But it's always mission first for me. And that's what the military taught me. At first, I was like, mission first, but I got to go get my baby. <laughs> you know? What exactly. Talking about? Yeah. But even now, like I said, my day to day, and I, I tell my son that I tell him he he'll yep. be eight, and I tell him, you know, what do you need to do today? Did you yep. accomplish your mission for yep. the day? You know, and every time I say mission, I stand military talking. I don't ever think of. I just be like, but it is like a, a mission. It is. <laughs> it is a mission. It is a mission. You try to prioritize. What are the priorities today? What needs to be accomplished today? What can yeah. I shift and move? And you got to be very. Sometimes you got to be vulnerable when you're doing those type of things. You definitely have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. You know, do I, can I shift this to tomorrow? Can I do this? I was always a fan of, I talked about this in a few episodes ago. I was always a fan of, if we have a meeting, command the staff, whatever type of meeting it is. If the meeting is happen, happening on a Wednesday, your prep, especially if you was briefing, your prep should start that Sunday maybe. That's mm -hmm. Sunday or Monday. Rehearse what you're talking about. Do some research on what you're talking about. Because when you start briefing in front of these generals and all these other folks, you got to be on time on target. They know mm -hmm. he just read this this morning versus, are you really knowledgeable with this? Mm -hmm. And then that can prove dividends for you as you escalate up the ladder. So, For sure. All for sure. <laughs> all right. So for I guess we're, go ahead. I'm sorry. I say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll close it out. Before we close it out, do you have any businesses or anything you want to plug? Um, no, not at the moment. Um, I don't. I am super. I'm enjoying my privacy right now. Understood. <laughs> so Understood. I, I don't have any pages or anything. I do have my own uh, business. Uh, I started in honor of my brother after right. his passing so if anybody wants to follow martel's merch on facebook you can like our page mm -hmm. um it's i'm a party merchandise company but i'm servicing savannah right now and then when i go back home to detroit i'll be servicing you know the detroit area so Roger. but for now if y'all just want to spread some love definitely like us on facebook uh at martel's merch and, and uh, i'll put that um and I'm sorry, I'll put that link in the description as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have much to say. Thank you for taking the time uh to talk to me. I was eager to talk about <laughs> <laughs> to talk about just that, man, for real. Because yeah. uh it, it you never know, you know what I'm saying? Even in my family, I have a little cousin, he's a, a federal agent now, okay. but he joined the Navy after some time after I had left for the army and he's not like a close cousin or anything, but he always reach out to me and he tell me how I inspire him. Good and deal. I tell him like, you know, cause nobody else went to the military, nobody else in my family. I was the first little one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was good to cross that bridge and, you know, make that happen. But I'm just happy for my transition in and I'm grateful yes. for you, thankful for you and your knowledge and leadership all of that um, on the way in because that was a dynamic time for me truly changed my life for sure 
would not be where I am, who I am today, uh, without the people who helped me get in and the people who were in with me, all of that, the whole experience, right. you know. So I'm grateful for the army, uh, my recruiter. People always saying they recruited lied to them, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> not mine. Yeah, I didn't lie. So, can't I relate. Didn't lie. I didn't <laughs> lie. I mean, no, I'm, I'm just super grateful, like I said, and just thank you so much. You know, hugs to the family. God bless you all. Appreciate um, you. you know. But thank you for just letting me tell my own little skill. Hopefully, um, you know, it'll motivate somebody, keep you going. And, you know, don't fold. Don't give up one day at a time. I like that. <laughs> don't fold. Don't fold. No. <laughs> I ain't no card. I ain't folding. So appreciate it. Again, I thank you for your service as well. Appreciate you being doing everything that you're doing, getting your yourself together, your son together, getting both of y'all together. I know you get, get ready to make this transition. From your current location to Detroit, that's uh, and we, I guess keep we me keep in your prayers. Yeah, we 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 know our city. God, dog, we love the three one three. Sometimes Ooh. the three one three. That's another that's another conversation. So, so definitely cold appreciate in the it. it it's, trust and believe. It can get cold, and that joke can get hot. And it can get. It's never warm. And we ain't talking about the weather, y'all. Yeah, he's no. talking about the weather. So if you know, you know. If you know, you know. So appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate again. it. Thanks again. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. We will be in touch. No doubt. All right. All right.